Hello friends, it is Sean here, it's so good to have your company, I hope you're going well on this Monday morning, here we are at the start of a whole new week and this is a week that we are going to cover a fair bit of territory. You and I are going to finish reading through the last three chapters of the book of Acts and then, and then we are going to go back and finish off the book of Isaiah. We have gotten halfway, well more than halfway through and we are going to duck right back into that narrative on Thursday. But I'll tell you more about what's happening when we get back there. Today we are going back to poor old Paul stuck in his incarceration game playing going on at a political level and him stuck trying to do what he does that is be faithful and continue his mission preaching the good news about Jesus to the world of Gentiles what a guy just an incredible witness and an incredible example of someone just so dedicated to that vision that God gave them So whatever it is that you have going on, let us put that down. Let us pick up this narrative. Let God's word speak to us, nurture us, and shape us to be more like the disciples that he wants us to be. Let us read together, friends. Acts chapter 26. Then Agrippa said to Paul, You may speak in your defense. So Paul, gesturing with his hand, started his defense. I am fortunate, King Agrippa, that you are the one hearing my defense today against all these accusations made by the Jewish leaders. For I know you are an expert on all Jewish customs and controversies. Now please listen to me patiently. As the Jewish leaders are well aware, I was given a thorough Jewish training for my earliest childhood among my own people and in Jerusalem. If they would admit it, they know that I have been a member of the Pharisees, the strictest sect of our religion. Now I am on trial because of my hope in the fulfillment of God's promise made to our ancestors. In fact, that is why the twelve tribes of Israel zealously worship God night and day, and they share the same hope I have. Yet, your majesty, they accuse me for having this hope. Why does it seem incredible to any of you that God can raise the dead? I used to believe that I ought to do everything I could to oppose the very name of Jesus, the Nazarene. Indeed, I did just that in Jerusalem. Authorized by the leading priests, I caused many believers there to be sent to prison and I cast my vote against them when they were condemned to death. Many times I had them punished in the synagogue to get them to curse Jesus. I was so violently opposed to them that I even chased them down in foreign cities. One day I was on such a mission to Damascus, armed with the authority and commission of the leading priests. About noon, Your Majesty, as I was on the road, a light from heaven brighter than the sun, shone down on me and my companions. We all fell down, and I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is useless for you to fight against my will. Who are you, Lord? I asked. And the Lord replied, I am Jesus, 
the one you are persecuting. Now get to your feet, for I have appeared to you to appoint you as my servant and witness. Tell people that you have seen me and tell them what I will show you in the future. And I will rescue you from both your own people and the Gentiles. Yes, I am sending you to the Gentiles to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. Then they will receive forgiveness for their sins and be given a place among God's people who are set apart by faith in me. And so, King Agrippa, I obeyed that vision from heaven. I preached first to those in Damascus, then in Jerusalem and throughout all Judea, and also to the Gentiles, that all must repent of their sins and turn to God and prove that they have changed by the good things they do. Some Jews arrested me in the temple for preaching this, and they tried to kill me. But God has protected me right up to this present time, so I can testify to everyone, from the least to the greatest. I teach nothing except what the prophets and Moses said would happen, that the Messiah would suffer and be the first to rise from the dead, and in this way, announce God's light to Jews and Gentiles alike. Suddenly Festus shouted, Paul, are you insane? Too much study has made you crazy. But Paul replied, I'm not insane, most excellent Festus. What I'm saying is the sober truth, and King Agrippa knows about these things. I speak boldly, for I am sure these events are all familiar to him for they were not done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know you do, Agrippa interrupted him. Do you think you can persuade me to become a Christian so quickly? Paul replied, whether quickly or not, I pray to God that both you and everyone here in this audience might become the same as I am, except for these chains. Then the king, the governor, Bernice, and all the others stood and left. As they went out, they talked it over and agreed. This man hasn't done anything to deserve death or imprisonment. And Agrippa said to Festus, He could have been set free if he hadn't appealed to Caesar. Lord, the story of your engagement with the world does sound like craziness. Your truth is foolishness in the ears of the world. So we will need extra boldness as you empower us and send us with this message. But this message deep in itself has hope and love and forgiveness that no matter how foreign the story may sound that is what all human hearts crave so empower us by your spirit that your message would be ever on our lips and that your message would be what inspires us in the way that we live the way that we respond to challenges in our lives and the way that we treat people so that people have no option but to ask what is up with you Why do you act this way? 
Jesus, give us opportunities to speak of your love and your grace. And Holy Spirit, give us your words because ours always fall short in comparison. We are your servants. Just as we read Paul speaking so boldly, we too are your servants. Send us, use us, equip us. And thank you for the love that you shower us even before we get out of bed in the morning to do anything for you. We love you and we're so grateful for all of this. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.